Welcome back to Cargumentative, a Times Alive podcast where we discuss all things cars and motoring. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times. And as usual, I'm joined in the studio by Brenwin Naidu, a writer for Sowetan Motoring and Sunday Times Lifestyle Motoring and a contributor on Ignition GT. It's quite a mouthful. Thank mm. you for having me, yes. Thanks for being here. I practice that. I can, yeah, so, I hear so. It was very fluent and smooth. Fluent, and yeah. She sells your signature shells. I've adjusted the font okay. size. So right. yes. No, that's chilled. That's chilled, yeah. Good, good. Got that eight Calibri going. <laughs> Bold or italic. <laughs> okay, enough. Sean Corson, I am the producer of Ignition GT, and that's where my title ends, so my signature's quite short. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. We go around the room. Okay. We go around the room. <laughs> I'm Pootsie, I'm just a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's your fan? Falconer. Falconer. <laughs> no jokes, man. Pootsie Mpiani. Uh, writer at uh, Business Day Motor News and colleagues to these fine gentlemen, yeah. And this is your first time on the show, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's an honor to have you here. It's Thank been you. weeks in, 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 uh, in, in planning, this, this whole meeting. Mm. I've been planning for this, so you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is that it's the beginning of the show and that means it's time for news. Yes. Brenwin? Shall I go first? What's... Uh, Struck your fancy. Okay, in, well, on the my radar in the week of motoring. Mm-hmm. Um, so at its annual State of the Motor Industry event last week, Toyota announced it would be investing 2.43 billion rand in the production of a new passenger car at the Prospectum plant from October 2021. It's a good, it's, it's a good piece of news. Uh, it's a move that will also create 1,500 jobs. Mm. And we all know that the nation needs jobs. Mm. They haven't released the specifics, uh, but they did confirm that the model would be offered in petrol and petrol-electric hybrid derivatives the first time the plant will be producing hybrid variants. So, exciting times. What could it be? Well, there's a lot of speculation as to what it could be. Could it be a replacement for the Yaris? Could it be an uh, additional derivative of the newly launched Corolla Quest? We don't know. Maybe or, the Hilux is going green. It could be a Hilux hybrid. Could be what that are the too. chances? Could be that too, yeah. <laughs> what about an Igo? Well, I, go, I mean, mm, look, we I all go. know that, that times are tough, okay? Mm. Many consumers are downsizing. So my bet is that it would be something in that compact space, an Igo or a Yaris-sized... Um, Passenger type thing. Yeah, mm. budget hatchback. And considering that they will build it on the same platform which they built uh, the Corolla, yeah. so it's nothing out of the ordinary. Mm. Yeah. Something quite regular. Sean, ah yes. What's on your radar? So I have seen that there is now an all-electric Hummer coming out. Yeah, that's right. It is. It's coming back with some crazy figures. Mm-hmm. Six seven hundred and six and forty six kilowatts, and listen wow. to this: it's not a typo. Mm. It's not a typo. Fifteen thousand five hundred ninety two newton meters of torque. Are you serious? That much? Oh, that's, that's decent. That's it's, decent. it's a jet. It, like literally, you can put that on a jet. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah. I think I think I think the most torquey car I've ever had on test was an old CL sixty five AMG, yeah. which had like a thousand newton meters governed. Yeah. So this that's is it's like basically <laughs> like fifteen thousand of those. I'd see. I don't know. I don't understand how they'll be able to put that 
down mm. on the road. How do you put 15,000 Newton meters down on four tires? Mm. By, by, by powering a whole mountain called a hammer. <laughs> which, you, know, <laughs> you need that kind of yeah. power to sort of shift that huge body. Yeah, it is. But interesting. Is, how long will it last, the range? Yeah, five kilometers? Five kilometers. <laughs> Literally the drag strip. <laughs> yeah. Literally the drag strip. Well, that's strip. the thing. I mean, it's going to be so heavy. Because the battery density on that car must mm. be like enormous. Uh, no, to, to, to produce that kind of power, obviously, 100% yeah, has to crazy. be massive. But in the electric Hummer, one of the like H1, H2s, they sip petrol like it's going out of business. Yeah. And now it's all electric. <laughs> so it's quite cool. It's quite a cool contrast. I like it. I'm looking forward to it's it. It's quite cool. Yeah. yeah LA nice. will love that car. Yeah. LA will just go bananas. Bonkers. Mm. So 20th of May is yeah. when they're saying is going to be the release date when we'll finally see it. Okay. Place your order. Hmm? Place your order. Place mm. your order. Mm. I think Arnie already has. <laughs> he's a big fan. Get down. Electric Hummer. Ah, good times. But that yeah. seems to be a trend now. I mean, ever since uh, Tesla mm. unleashed the, uh, the Cybertruck, mm. everybody's now on this big pickup electric pickup yeah. drive and Rivian Rivian, Rivian as well Tesla yeah. to it we yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Halax Hala Hybrid <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. Yeah, Hala 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 catch up. Yeah. Catch up. <laughs> but what's taking them so long why is everyone only jumping on now pickups buckies etc around the world are mm. so popular mm. why are they only jumping onto the electric pickup now why they, I don't understand like well you say you say pickups are popular uh, but Putin and I were chatting about it earlier mm. the X-Class Mercedes-Benz X-Class is no oh, more. They finally drove the last nail into that into that thing's coffin. R.I.P. Huh? Mm. I certainly won't miss it. I mean, that, that car was doomed from the moment it came out. I mean, everybody yeah. knew it was built atop a Navara platform. So it was basically a Nissan Navara. The, the, the premium on top of it was huge. Massive. The ride was so hard and like it yeah. felt, it didn't feel... It was just never going to sell. I disagree with you there on the ride. I thought it was pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Especially having driven it at Jerotech compared to an Amarok, which is, uh, I think I speak for everyone in this room, that's our favorite Bucky, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. It was plush, but I think it was just too expensive. And I mean, look, it was a wasted opportunity. Mercedes-Benz has formidable expertise in the commercial vehicle arena they've been building trucks since and forever. unimogs yeah. unimogs mm. they could have done something quite spectacular but mm. no it was just an underwhelming badge engineering exercise i think the biggest issue was where were they going to position this um it's a bucky uh, <laughs> in south africa for instance bucky's uh, there's an expectation of what bucky's can do the x-class was neither good off-road no mm. And at the same time, if you are offering it at such a premium over the other ones, what are you saying it does spectacularly over the others? Sure. Does it drive well? Does it out accelerate them? What exactly? That's where the problem was. Mm. It was it was a it, it was a jack of no special trade. Yeah. yeah, it like straddled no man's land. Yes, and had a massive price tag on top of it. You know which what I mean? Didn't really yeah. warrant, you know. But going yeah. back to your point, I actually agree with Tom. I didn't like the way that car drive the mm. road. I thought the yeah. suspension, even in the Navara, I didn't feel like the Navara was leaps in, leaps and bounds ahead of any of its competitors in terms of the way it drove. Um, but yeah, I agree that like the V6 in the Amara in the X-Class does remedy it with the Mercedes gearbox and the sure, Mercedes engine. Sure. It does make it. 
but it's a million bucks. And does it feel like a million bucks? Not a chance. It definitely does. No. Not a chance no, does no. it feel like a million bucks. And that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Um, and they shouldn't have launched with the 250D that had the 2.3 Nissan engine in first. Yes. They should have launched with the yeah. V6 first to say this is our Bucky. Mm. And then bring out the, the lesser derivative a little later on. That's what I think they should have done. I agree. Poor product planning. Uh-huh. So the X-Class is no more. It might become a classic. Who knows? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Puti, mm. anything on your side that... that uh, we haven't mentioned here? Yeah, apart from um, Toyota's investments, which I feel that they could be better used at SAA right now. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> they need it more. But uh, I think for me, it was that whole Boris Johnson um, pronouncement that he's banning all uh, new what, internal combustion engines by 2035. Yeah, so, mm, so basically... Pretty mm. big. Yeah, so from 2035, you will not be able to buy a diesel petrol-powered car in Britain. And that's around the corner. Yeah, yeah the pretty corner. much. The way these years are flying, yeah, that's yeah. around the corner. We'll all be comfortably middle-aged. Mm. Um, I'll be in elasticized jeans and <laughs> comfortable walking shoes. Yeah, I probably need to invest in a pair of Crocs. No, but yeah. if, you, but if you look at the bigger <laughs> effect of this all, is it's not only that. I mean, he's matching the likes of Jaguar, the likes sure. of Citroen, um, the rise of Tesla. Mm. Uh, basically, if Europe says we are not doing internal combustion engines, simply saying the world is really getting rid of this. Mm. You know, and are we ready in South Africa? No. No. Definitely no, not. Does that no, mean no, we're no, going yeah. to be turning to a Cuba and buy secondhand V8s? Mm. And V6 sounds good to me. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> that's that's, 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 Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Mm. But look, I don't think it's gonna it's it's gonna work out in such a dramatic fashion. The African market um, accounts for a large chunk of these manufacturers' sales, and it would mm. be in their best interest to continue catering to our specific mm. needs, or at least, you know, weaning us off internal combustion and onto electric because as we know infrastructure we still need to catch up in many areas so i think it might be a bit longer than than 2035 for us but yeah, what if we get the shock of our lives and right? just switch off the plug boom like that's it no more mm. can, can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine like if cyril suddenly said right by 2030 not a chance you know? can you imagine wow <laughs> it would be like what, what you see hell? why the uk why they can say uh, that is because uh, they've already like Brendan mentioned the infrastructure is there. They already electrifying their public transport. They've already got they experimenting with electric buses and etc. So they're on course to actually electrify their whole public transport, which Mm. in turn makes it a lot easier for them to say Mm. no internal combustion car engines allowed in in our cities. Mm. So it's a lot easier for us. I mean, there's not a chance those Putco buses spew emissions everywhere. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you know, like it it works there. It will never work. It does. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean. They basically got what fifteen years to make it happen. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, it's 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 kind of doable. Yeah, know? it and, is. And I think people will just slowly accept it as the years go on. You know, towards mm. the deadline, electric cars are are the things to buy. Um, we've all seen manufacturers are all bringing in electric cars um, in various shape, form, and size. Mm. So you know, mm. it's just a matter of time before that becomes the the uh, mainstream. Yeah, you know. I, I will mean, see. it will happen. Yeah, mm. they currently happen. we're selling what less than five hundred electric cars. Less yet. than five hundred, but we must remember as well that last year a record number of manufacturers revealed their first ever EVs. Mm. So Porsche, yeah, Porsche yeah. and all these fantastic and well-established brands. So it's going to happen, mm. but it might take a bit longer, in say. 
just gives us more time to enjoy yeah. old school yeah. internal combustion yeah. powered cars while we still can. Yeah, which is why I'm going to ask you for that loan. I want that Cayenne, man, that classic Cayenne. <laughs> I have to get that. <laughs> we can talk afterwards. But right now we're going to have a break. And when we get back, we're going to be having a debate about uh, future classics. Tune in to Cargumentative every Monday morning on Times Live Motoring. You can join myself, Thomas Faulkner, and my regular gang of automotive misfits as we discuss motoring news, views, and of course, have a cargument or two. That's Cargumentative only on Times Live Motoring. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, in this uh, section of the show, we're going to have a little debate about future classics. Now, in past shows, we've spoken about this before, but today there's a little bit of a twist because we're talking about classic SUVs. Mm. You know, back in the 90s, the SUV started out, it became a thing. Mm. It's now ridiculously popular. If you don't have one, you're not moving cars. Um, You know, townsfolk love them. People in the country dig them. Everyone. Everyone. There's an SUV for everyone. Mm. There is. Now, essentially now, if a person describes a car, yeah, they mean SUV. That's true. It's like exactly. buying a car. That's what children even, are drawing. Yeah, without even sort of <laughs> clarifying <laughs> if it's a sedan, it's a car. Yeah. It's an SUV. I mean, when we were growing up, we used to draw hatchbacks. That was yes. the thing. Three box sedans. Yeah, now people are drawing SUVs because it's just become, you know, that's, so what, that's what it wow. is. But, um, yeah, so... This whole thing came about. Putin and I were in the canteen, uh-huh. and young Brenwin was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And we were enjoying some lunch and a chat. Yeah. And um, Putin said, "What about classic SUVs? Like, if you go back in time, there's surely mm. some models and variants mm. of the breed that are possibly going to become modern classics." Yeah, they're not already there. They've exactly. been around long enough now as well. Exactly. I mean, they've been around, some of them been around for a good uh, 20, 20 years, 20 plus years. Mm. So it's it's definitely a, a valid a valid subject. Yeah. So so the challenge was we all had to go home, <laughs> do some homework, do some Googling, and then come up with a classic SUV, well, a candidate for a classic yeah. SUV. So... Should because I, you, you should are, I go first? You go first. <laughs> You're yeah, excited. This, this one's excited, your baby. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look, for, for the longest of time, if you guys remember, the classic SUV, there were two. We had that funny Lambo that looked like a, like a Hummer. Yeah, what is that uh, called? LM002. Yeah, yeah that's the Rambo. Right. Uh, that, that was a poster boy for classic SUVs, right? Yeah. And then we also had the Range Rover. Yes. Which for a very long time mm. was, I don't know, the creator, the daddy of SUV, oh. the genre. Mm. But. Man, uh, as soon as that whole thing blew up, that first Cayenne for me was just hideous. Fuggly. <laughs> <laughs> it was fuggly. <laughs> <laughs> hideous. <laughs> I mean, come now. I, mean, I, I, I know Porsche people who admitted, like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's not our prettiest moment, you know. <laughs> However, uh, as time has gone, that came out, what, 2006, somewhere there? 2003, I think. 2003. Yeah, it was even earlier yes. than that. Yes, and we've got newer versions of it, which they've tied up, you mm. know. And I've, I think it's around at a point where it's too anodyne now in terms of how it looks. It looks okay now, <laughs> but 
it's just made the first one that much prettier now. You know, all those bad mistakes, now they've just come up as art. It's funny how that happens. Sure. I mean, that's quite a statement. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's quite a statement today. Or <laughs> I think on some stairs. <laughs> I think I agree with you with with the first generation kind, the facelift version of that. So there was that original one, yes, the mm. very first one, yes. which kind of had a small face. Yeah, it like it had this like small face on a big car and these big Adams in front. Yeah, mm. and then it got a facelift, mm. and that just looked that looked better. Mm. Yeah, they they larged the headlamps. And yeah, just made it look a bit more substantial. I agree. Although I kind of get what Pooty is saying, um, how that first gen came full circle in terms of its ugliness, you mm. know, mm. and now it's it's sort of attractive in a novel way, much like like me. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Falconer, yeah. handsome guy. But I was actually going to say, much like a BMW 7 Series, the 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 E65, the uh, ah, yes. the bangle pinned 7 Series, yes. it came full circle. And on the subject of BMW, I'd like to contribute my um, predicted future SUV classic, the BMW E71, which anoraks may know as the first generation X6. Okay, now hear me out. It was the first sport utility vehicle coupe. It inspired an entire genre. BMW calls it a sport activity coupe, which led to the unfortunate acronym of SAC. So, oh, oh my SAC. So, <laughs> what a great looking car that, that is. <laughs> but look, it was, it was ungainly, but progressive in terms of its styling. And they sold tons yeah. of them. So I'll give it to you. It's yeah. fine. However, I have to correct you. Listen. BMW was not the first to come up with an, a coupe SUV. Let's and hear it. People have always given <clears throat> credit to BMW, and it doesn't deserve it. Seriously, the first car that came with that shape was a Samyong. Uh, it was an Action. <laughs> an Action? Yes, yeah, Samyong uh, Action. Was that oh, like the Rex one? No. <laughs> that was that funny looking But yeah, you're right, exactly. though. You're actually that, right. Yeah, yeah. That was the first one. I don't know how you are actually right. just took the limelight out suggestion. of that. Yeah. But the Sangyong yeah. did launch before the X6. Yes. So Isn't that Hannes Oersthausen's favorite car of all time? You know, Sang-Yong Hannes Sang-Yong used to be editor of car. He loved that thing. Wow, he likes strange cars. Very strange. That thing is hideous, man. Hideous. <laughs> Indeed. So were we all at that age. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, yeah, I agree with you. X6. 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 Yeah. Um, I think that'll 100% be a future car. It was an interesting car. I mean, I remember when they came out. I think it was, what, 2008? Mm, 2008. Mm. Yeah. I think it came came here in 2008 because I just got into this game. And I remember mm. Guy Kilfoyle, he used to be the, the PR, mm. the PR mm. man at, at BMW, arrived on a launch in one. And I was like, wow, that's... Uh, Interesting car. It's an interesting looking car. <laughs> you clearly hadn't been to a Sanyang launch before. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't I've been on any launch. I've got before. a great memory. My, my my first one of my first BM test cars was an X six twenty eleven. And this one had uh, a television in the in the rear seats. Yes. So me and my girlfriend at the time watched Practical Magic <laughs> in the back of an X6, which was... Was cool. that a date night? Was it no, a no, we were just... Nah. Did you have enough room in the back? They hit, look, we, we, I, I'm not a tall chap, so yeah. that sloping roofline was, was fine <laughs> for me. So, and this was a standard TV. So yeah, it, came, standard. it came with TVs in the back. Was it good quality? Was it big? I mean, how... By, by contemporary kind of standards, I think it would be quite grainy. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we're used to Super Five HD F. now. Yeah. But the novelty of... I mean, it, and it was it was quite a cool car. It was chunky. It had a really wide stance. Um, 
and it was the M50D derivative with okay. its three turbochargers at the time. So wow. lots of power. Over, I think it's overly complicated. Overly complicated. Will probably break. Yeah. I think I'd go for the X6M if I were buying for future classic status. Did that come with the TV screen? Yeah, did that generation well? come you with You could spec it, you could spec it. The TV screens are optional. Yeah. Remember, like we're talking that. about BMW. It's ridiculous yeah. the yeah. things we do with technology. I mean, yeah. I remember the first time I got um, an iPod. It was, it was the first iPod that had video playback. And the day I got it, I went home and I watched Love Actually oh, on my iPod, on my bed. I mean, it's pathetic, fantastic. it really is. It was a good movie though. Yeah, it had, moment. It, it had yeah, its it's moments, it's I guess. Yeah. Okay, so you're going X6. I'm going X6. You're going Cayenne. Cayenne. But which model? Turbo. Turbo. Not the Trans-Siberia. No, Ooh. thank you. I That's cool, though. The that is cool. I saw one the other day. There's one that drives around Rosebank, and it's Oof. often parked on the street. And mm. that looks cool. That's I love it. want to go and explore. And the Trans-Siberia. It's those yeah. Cool, yeah, it's got those cool headlamps on the top. Yeah. And that roof Spare rack. wheel. I'm not a big fan of SUVs that look like they can go and do the job. Yeah. But... Seriously, you're not going to go and take a whole million rand onto some bush. Yeah, but you can pick up these cars for like 150k yeah. now. Mm, they do, they're <laughs> dirt cheap now. Hey? A friend of mine picked up a yeah. turbo, a facelift turbo, for like 200,000 rand. Lovely. And it was basically, I mean, it's fun. It's, yeah, a, it's a touring. It's a working mm. car. It works. Mm. Yeah. It brings in some. Don't say that. It is. It's, it's a touring. Car. Yeah, it's a good thing. That's it's a, a good, good thing. thing. Mm. Okay, so you and Kai Turbo, mm. you going X6, BMW Sean. X6. I've okay. got quite the oddball, guys. Okay. Uh, you're going to look at me funny, yeah. but uh, uh, hear me out. Uh, Toyota FJ Cruiser. What? Oh, I like that okay, car. Okay, okay. I okay. think that Toyota car is Toyota awesome. FJ Cruiser. So, yeah, a bit of background. This was obviously the retro restyled of the FJ40 that mm. Toyota used mm. to make back in the day. Um, sales were never great. They were no. never were. They started off great. Yeah. 2006 it was launched started really well in america particularly yeah. and then rising um emission regulations and 2008 financial crisis plummeted yeah. so they ended in 2014 but interestingly if you go and search especially in the states and in the middle east those cars east. are holding at least 60 yeah. percent of their mm. value some are even going if you go look on the american sites you can actually see they're going for 35 to 40 thousand dollars for an fj cruiser are you serious swear Mm. Go to have a look. They are holding their values in the Middle East. They love them yeah, um, they because they were so competent off-road. People loved them. They were entirely competent off-road. You could do everything. Obviously, on-road, it was a bit rudimentary. So yeah. I think a lot of people, as the, yeah. as the market moved, didn't move with the market. But I think it's going to be fantastic. And we're seeing retro-style cars are coming back. Ford's mm. launching the Bronco. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, so yeah. I really think this whole retro-style is coming back into fashion and this FJ Cruiser will be really, really, really worth a pretty penny one day. Nah. And Suicide Doors as well. And the Suicide Doors, yeah. that was awesome. Everyone loves those. I, I really liked that car. I remember going on the launch um, and I just loved the styling. I loved the color, it came in like that khaki, mm. like the Desert Storm, was it called Desert Storm? They had like like yeah. names to yeah. describe the, the, the color combo packages that you could that You, you could, could even spec. have a yellow one, yeah, yeah. powder blue. I think and and it, it was it was really good off-road mm. I think it was better than the equivalent Land Cruiser Wow because the overhangs were shorter it mm. was more okay it was more no, but good. I'll, I'll give it that but I say mm. FJ to that you know and if, if seriously I can shop overseas for mm. a Toyota classic SUV do you guys remember the Mega Cruiser Mega Cruiser Japanese Hummer yes 
So sure. it was basically the fa- a facsimile <laughs> yeah. of yeah. the American Hummer um, called the Mega Cruiser. It, it looks yeah. identical. So if I have the internet and yeah. the power to bring down, mm. we're going to bring out an FJ. I'll bring out that thing. A mega cruiser. A mega, a mega cruiser. cruiser. I have to look for this now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> actually going to start googling it myself. Mega, is it two words or, or I one think word? it's one word. Think of it as hammer with D4D. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Okay, I see it. Wow. I see it. So, uh, one in Cape Town, I believe. So they basically took the hammer and made it better. Yeah, made no, more yeah they put the Harlux headlights more. onto it, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect that uh, yes. the Mega Cruiser went to market before the Hummer H1. At that time, the Hummers were still military devices, full on. Yeah. You mm. know, it's only later when Hummer decided, okay, let's put some carpets into this in the radio mm. and sell it to people. Well, Wikipedia says it came out in 1995. So, mm. so it was probably, yeah, that was after the Hummer. After the Hummer. Hummer goes back to the 80s, I think. Yeah? Did they sell the Hummer to people in the 80s? Only movie stars. Mm. Arnold. Arnold. You, you, Arnold. You had to live in Hollywood to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that FJ Cruiser, guys, I think that's honestly going to be a future classic. And it was cool because it came out in a time in Toyota's manufacturing history where they were making really dull stuff. Mm. They didn't have the 86. Mm. Yeah, uh, they had nothing really that was cool. No, just and purely mundane average yeah. cars. And yeah. then the FJ came along. You're like, wow, okay, so you've got. It looks like, really good. Yeah. I think it has that four liter V6. Which drink? I mean, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah, that's why they obviously cull, ended up culling it. Because that's why it was big in the Middle East because you yeah. had to own an oil field mm. in order to run <laughs> exactly. FJ but yeah, in, in the Middle East, just they mm. are so popular. Where they are popular. They are yeah. so popular in the Middle East. But you were talking about residual values, even in South Africa. They hold their value well. You go mm. into Auto Trader now, you're not going to find one for less than 400000 I Seriously, yeah. I haven't actually looked yeah. on the local sites. Yeah. Wow. I must look after this. I love looking at stuff mm. on Gumtree and Auto Trader mm. and all those kind of sites. It's like a hobby of mine. It's it's a great pastime, yeah. But what then you, you feel hollow knowing that you will never be able to afford them. No, yeah. you've got to dream big. You've got to dream big. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. <laughs> get into your room. Lock the I like door. How you guys fire up the internet <laughs> and browse. Auto trader. You know how you enjoy these sites. I I, I look at these sites like uh, Gumtree and all of them as uh, automotive Tinder. Automotive <laughs> <laughs> Tinder. Automotive Tinder. Yeah, it's you know, it's fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Huh? You're chasing mm. a dream. I don't know. I've had more success on Gumtree and Auto Trader <laughs> than I have on Tinder. <laughs> But that's another discussion <laughs> for another day. That's for a different podcast. Do you guys want to hear what I chose? Yes, please. Okay, yeah. cool. So, it's going to be a so shocker. It's not. So, to me, the coolest, most iconic compact crossover SUV. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not talking big, mud slinging, dirt flinging off roader. Yeah. Compact crossover SUV. The original Toyota Rav Four. Yes. Ah, that, yes. That is a cool car. Agreed. Lovely. Agreed. Lovely. Agreed. Lovely. Agreed. Lovely. Hey? Very cuddly. Cuddly. <laughs> and I can actually cuddly. still remember there was a print there was a print ad campaign when it came out here. Yeah. They called it Claudia Schiffer and Hiking Boots. Yes. So and that cool. kind of stuck with me and I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's 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 yeah. you know I, I think I also know where you got the love of the car from. Yeah. If you remember at that time you were Young guy. I was a young to, guy. You used to watch KTV on Eminem. I didn't have Yo- Yo- no, Not Yo, it was KTV. I didn't have KTV. I didn't have Eminem. Yeah, and they, they were sponsored uh, a Rev 4. The one with Dalmatian Yeah, yeah and they spotted yeah. up in these cute little things, and the presenters used to ride around it. I think that's where you loved it from. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's where I remember it from, but yes. I'm pretty sure it was Yo TV. Though. No, it was, it was Mnet. It was Mnet days. 
I didn't have Mnet. <laughs> I didn't have Mnet either. Yeah. Yeah. No. Didn't they wrap it I in like a Kideo. leopard print? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 They made like like leopard print, yes. if I remember. Yeah. 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 Yes. But it is Good like times. it's yeah. a car that that basically birthed this entire crossover yes. genre. Yeah, you know, 100%. I mean, you had the Rav Four, and then you had the Honda CRV. True. Um, I remember when Honda launched the CRV, a new CRV, a couple of years ago. They had a press release that said the CRV was the first. I was like, no, guys, <laughs> no, 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 fake no. news. I'm calling it. Yeah, yeah. calling it. Yeah, fake news. Um, it was just a cool car, you know. It brought some off-road capability. Mm. into a, a package that you could use mm. every day you could drive it on the highway you could do long distance trips mm. i want a teal one uh, and the way it looks the way it's a cool looking car cool even today yeah i look when i see them i'm like well, you yeah. don't see them very often no. but when you do you're like geez that looks cool yeah, like, yeah. it really is a cool car yeah. i dig it i dig it it, I really it, do. it puts me in mind as well of the f- of the first generation dad's <laughs> Huh? Yeah. A little bit. Similar little bit. WhatsApp group. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit fugly, but the Rav Four. Uh, yeah, Rav Four was pretty. The, the three door has aged very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like last year, I went. I was I'd gone mountain biking somewhere and ended up in a car park, and there was this guy that had a, like a mint, like a, a mint green three door mm-hmm. Rav, and I was just like circling it. I was like, wow, this lovely is, color. This is cool. He was like. What are you doing? I'm just, I'm like checking out your car. It's cool, you know. You don't see yeah. these often. He's like, yeah, I've had it for ages. And wow. so, so much cuteness in here. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just cute. break this cuteness with something <laughs> proper? How about, is, a, how, proper. how about an old school Audi uh, Q Q7 V10 TDI? How's that for a classic? Sorry, just one no, thing. The maintenance Tuareg. costs make me sick. Mm, Tuareg. Tuareg, it's okay. No, I, I, I like it. No, in fact, I'm no. sorry. No, the, the Q7 was a V12. Yeah, yeah. think of the V12. Uh, yes, the Q7 did have the V12. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was yeah. a monster. We could, uh, we could I get love the V10 thing. Touareg, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're back to real stuff. If you like lots of cylinders. Yeah, I like that V12 TDI Q7. Yeah. yeah. No, cool cars. That whole generation, I think. Mm. I mean, that first gen Touareg, go and sit in one and you'll notice just how over-engineered those cars were. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. I never forget the the suspension, uh, the first generation of air suspension, mm. and it will be so violent, will violently go up and made you queasy. I've just raised the suspension, that's why I'm dizzy. <laughs> Even the heated seats in that car. I mean, our photographer, motoring photographer Valdo, mm. he's got one of those. The heated ah. seats level go up to level five. It's not like your Nambi Pambi on or off, off yeah. heated seat. This is like, you can cook an egg on there. That's cool, yeah. because yeah. like, mm. if you're in layers of clothing, you can exactly. just adjust it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, but I, th- I think the follow-up model brought out that V8 TDI, which mm. uh, was, it's quite rare. Yeah. Uh, it didn't stay long on the market, but man, what a car. Mm. That uh, V8, that would run with the best of them. Eh? Yeah, it would. Oh. Well, to wrap it up, if you're looking at buying a classic vehicle, don't discount the SUV because there's some real gems in there which uh, Mm. might be worth investing in guys we're going to have a quick break and when we get back it's uh, we're going to be talking about cars we've been driving and launches some of us have been going on (laughs) and haven't been going on (laughs) great
For the latest political news and in-depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio-political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly Podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a Times, Can you please come in? Welcome back to Car Argumentative, guys, in this segment, Car Connoisseur's Corner. We're going to be discussing uh, the test cars you've been driving and uh, some of the launches Okay, you've been on. Brenwin, I know you've been busy. I've been a busy bee. Um, I've been a busy bee. So I've I've got three drives that I want to mention in this Car Connoisseur's Corner, Mm. Triple C. (laughs) (laughs) First up. First up is the Citroen C5 Aircross, the Citroen. Yeah, how and is uh, that? I've I've got that scheduled, and it looks it looks quite nice. Extremely pleasant, yeah. uh, Thomas. I think nice. you'll appreciate yeah. uh, appreciate it. It's is it comfortable? It's it's comfortable. So it's got hydraulic cushions yeah. that work in tandem with the shock absorbers. So they do tend to bottom out on more severe protrusions on the roads. Wait, but hyd- hydraulic cushions like seat cushions. Well, it's it's sort of like a pod that they put above the shock yeah. absorbers. I think, okay. Just to just so like to a hydroelastic vibe that they used to have on original on the minis classic back in the day. Oh yeah, like on the original mini. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that similar principle. Yeah. Mm. So they've tried to re- um, invoke some of that spirit of of the day S. Yeah. Which I actually got to sample alongside the C5 Aircross. And let me tell you that the magic carpet ride offered by a day S is peerless. Mm. Um, I've never driven one. Um, is it is it, is I mean, it as impressive as everybody the, says? It, it's like it's so comfortable. Um, mm. I mean, it, bring your S class, whatever. This this thing, thirty forty year old car. It's mm. older than that actually. It's sixty five. The day yeah. is incredible. Incredible. Okay, so I think the the, the problem with, with Citroen is that it only looks good in France. Ah. The problem with Citroen, mm. <laughs> it just doesn't fit in with you know our what? with it's, our lifestyle. It's, it's unfortunate because I, it's a good car. It's it costs just a smidgen over five hundred k for the top spec one. So that's everything, inclusive. Everything. You get like everything. You yeah. know, heated seats. No, you don't get heated seats. Do you get that weird perfume spray that goes into? They've done the away with that. Having mm-hmm. They're trying to be a bit yeah. more mainstream. Yeah. You so could, you get nav. You sorry. Yeah. You get nav, reverse camera, all the essentials. You get Apple CarPlay. You do get that okay, and uh, cool. Android. Auto. Do you get those red uh, reflect? Uh no. Because no. the C3 I had had. Yeah. Oh, that's a C3. This is the C5. This bit is a um, bit of an oddball. With yeah. This uh, is the Big Daddy. This is the main. <laughs> this is the Halo yeah. car. Yeah. Oh. Citroen SA exactly. range. Exactly. It's oh. it's the Range Rover of the Citroen range. But it's a I shame guess. because the latest January statistics show that the C5 Aircross sold five units. Well, you see, five. we've seen this unfold before. You see, this is the problem with Citroen. It's like that girl who's hot and cold, hot and cold. Mm. You don't know what, you know, should I commit? Should I commit? No, oh, yes, oh, no. Because oh. you know that she's just going to get up, <laughs> leave the table, <laughs> go overseas for two years. And say, And then come, come, come. come back and say, hi, let's go for coffee again. It's like this weird thing. You never know when Citroen's not going to mm. be around. Yeah. That's or true. they're suddenly going to pack their bags and leave. They're trying. Because it's happened That's a few times in the essay. It's happened a few times. Three mm. times? Three times, yeah. yeah. Well, actually... The first time they pulled out was in 1979. Yeah. 
um, because, and I was told this by people at Citroen Peugeot HQ, the French government did not support apartheid. And, you know, Citroen had manufacturing operations in South Africa. They mm. built the, the, the DS locally. That's right. They, they did, built yeah. the GS locally. They had facilities in uh, Johannesburg, uh, Pretoria, and Port Elizabeth. So they were booming here. Mm. You know, if they had stayed the course, mm. but I guess, you know, they made a principal decision. Um, to pull out but anyway they came back in 2001 and they've been here ever since but in 2016 they didn't exit they just said guys we're not bringing new products but we will take care of our existing customers Mm -hmm. but like you say hot and cold anyway they've got Xavier Gobiel there now who's you know really well known Mm -hmm. in the industry he turned Renault around so I think if anyone can do it he he could probably do it you know I think Citroen's fortunes would be uh, served better by South Africans who start dressing up better because seriously you have to (laughs) if you look at Citroen (laughs) in France you know just passing around people wearing Gorgeous fashion. Eating giant Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the problem. You know, we wear t-shirts. You know, it doesn't fit. I'm going right. to wear a clothing line that said Citroën on it. Citroën. If it was French and I was in France, yes. Wow. <laughs> I know. I really like Citroën's design. I think it's very mm. cool. It stands out from anything yeah. else. Would I buy one? Possibly. Mm. I've looked at cactuses before. I won't cacti. lie. Auto Trader. Cactuses. Cacti. <laughs> Um, I I really liked the cactus. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, um, you know, but yeah. the flakiness around them, you yeah. kind of always... It's a prickly pear. It is a prickly <laughs> pear. But it's really a shame because I've also driven the C5 Aircross and it's mm. a fantastic car. It yeah. really is a very nice car. The yeah. ride is very, very nice. And yeah. it's something different. It's something unique. Exactly. It looks good. And I've, I'm a French fan. I love my French cars. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just such a shame because it really is a good product. Yeah. It really is. No, we're all Francophiles in this room. We all love cheese and Edith Piaf and all the rest. And yeah. We want to see French yeah, we want to see yeah. French brands do well because their products are good. Mm. Um, but actually, they also need to just up their game and make a bigger song about the fact that they're going to stay, they're going to take care of their customers and all the rest. So from the avant-garde to the ordinary, mm. you... Yes, nice one. Good link there. Nice That's why you're the host. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, to the ordinary, but actually kind of extraordinary. The Corolla Quest, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Um, the most you'll pay for a Quest is 317,000 Rand. Stand to be corrected. Yeah. Fully loaded, based on the 11th generation uh, Corolla, which was a really fantastic car, in my humble opinion. That's that's the nice Corolla. The that's the nice Corolla, yeah. yeah. Like the D4D that you had and drove down. Oh, to. yeah. yeah that, sure. Yeah. That, that story is played out, though. But you can read exactly. about it on Times Live. <coughs> I'm, anyway. I'm with you. I'm with you, because I was there like someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yo, I was kind of shooed away from the launch, guys. <laughs> I kind of shooed away. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, look, I mean, lovely car, um, well priced. Sensible. It's sensible. It doesn't feel like how the mm. previous Quest felt quite decontented and yeah. sparse. This thing feels nice and substantial. Is it just me who thinks it looks better than the Corolla? It is based on the old one. It does. It does. Uh, with, the new, so. with the fenders and that line that runs across the all, headlights. All they did is give the box back special, uh, sort of make the, the headlights yeah. a little smaller and s- sort of spray painted some black. Uh, yeah. And it's like a completely different car. It looks better. It does. Someone said it looks like it came out of Judge Dredd. Sure, mm. for a Corolla. I don't know. Which influencer okay. was that? Uh, <laughs> 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 How much was she being paid? Or was he yeah. being paid to say something <laughs> no, no, like? No, no, no. 
But tell me, um, the interior, are the seats vomit-proof? Because a lot of these yes. cars end up as Ubers, uh -huh. and a lot uh -huh. of them are, are yes. Well, let me are tell you a story. By trunks. <laughs> so, you know. so I didn't vomit in one to yeah. test it. But, yeah, but, but, but anyway, mm. the guys at Toyota said that less than 20% of these cars are actually sold to the Uber uh, market. Yeah. What? That was weird. I man. don't know. I, I take no. that with a pinch of aromat. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, every, every single day i pass a corolla quest and every single day it's a man scrolling on a cell phone that's attached to the windscreen <laughs> or some part of the dashboard and you know it's new though. maybe he's watching ignition <laughs> maybe he is between maybe clients, he is you know? <laughs> dscv now guys <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it's only 20 percent. that sounds yeah that yeah. sounds a bit unbelievable to yeah. be quite honest eh? I, I believe it's an associate uh, an association that they're not particularly proud of yeah. the fact that they sell most a lot it's of like saying cars. only 10% of highest taxis are actually <laughs> used as taxis you know I mean? yeah where are the rest it's of the 90% it, come yeah, on yeah. exactly no. who are you fooling here Sean um, alright so I've been driving uh, there's two cars that I want to mention so yeah. first one Mini Clubman Cooper S I've been driving yeah. um, just the Cooper S not the JCW with that new 2 litre which produces some the stupid figures oh, okay but so the Cooper S, yeah, it's kind of middle of the road. It has that inherent <laughs> mini characteristics to it in terms of the way it drives, the way it handles. Yeah. Not as engaging and as taut as a hatch. Obviously, it's a much longer yeah. wheelbase. So, yeah, uh, not really. But what I want to chat about, mm. Kia Saltos. Because oh, I know I like you've driven that. Oh, oh, I've oh. driven that. The launch is yet to, is still to happen, but nice I've car. driven it. Maybe I'll go on that. Very nice. Yeah. And Brendan's driven it as well. We've all driven it. Well, I haven't, but I've seen it in the car park. Mm. It's a very good looking it's car. It's a very, yes. very, very good car. And I'm one of those car. people who I've become jaded, folks. Let's let's just uh, you know accept that fact. And you walk past a new car and you think, ah, oh, it's just another new you know, it kinda mm. looks the same as everything else. Sure. Everything's a jelly mold of a jelly mold. But the Saltos is a good looking car. It's a very good it looking is. car. Mm. And it's very I must admit the whole ambience inside the in the in the cabin yeah. is actually very nice. It's very it's a lot more upmarket than what we're what I'm used to expecting from Kia. It really is quite nice, a few little mm. cheap plastics here and there. But and when Brenwin drove it, he rightly pointed out that VW have no excuse for fitting cheap plastics into the T-Cross now. Yeah. They literally, there's no excuse because yeah. the plastics and material quality in that Kia is very, very, very yeah. good. Would you say it's better than the quality of the T-Cross? Yes. Yes. I would. Are I there would. some soft touch elements on the dash and yes. things like that? Um, really? I mean, they, look, the plastics are, you know, you can't expect Audi levels of quality, no. mm. but the plastics are... I'm loath to use the term inoffensive, but that's uh, what they are. It's uh, also it's innocuous. Innocuous. Yeah. Innocuous yeah. It's not hard and scratchy mm. like the T-Cross. Yeah. Nobody likes it hard and scratchy. I'm no. actually waiting from a, a, for, a, for a call from VW because not only did I drive it, yeah. I wrote about it. Yeah. And uh, my verdict was, it may very well be the kryptonite to the T-Cross. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's a very good yeah. car, guys. I mean, it, going on to the interior, the, mi the yeah. mixture of materials, it's not just one color, one type of material everywhere mm. in the car. There's a nice mixture. Yeah. Um, one problem I did find with it in terms of drive, and I've actually experienced this a number of times with Kia Hyundai products, is the throttle is just too sensitive and the calibration with the gearbox doesn't quite work that well. Yeah. So what I've found is that throttle, when you put down, your throttle is too sensitive. So you lurching forward instead of a gentle kind of going mm. forward. And to remedy that, you put it in eco mode, which yeah. the, lessens the throttle. But because of you lurching forward, you, you kind of pull off on the throttle a little bit, but then the gearbox leaves you in the wrong gear. 
Uh, and then you have to put a little bit more throttle, which then makes the whole car spark, and next minute you're lurching into the car in front of you. Yeah. So that's the only problem I didn't quite like. Um, I experienced it the same with the Tucson Sport. Oh, that thing that, was that thing was. But awful. that was running with the DCT gearbox. This is not yeah. the DCT. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing I could really say that I didn't quite like. But otherwise, as a package, so I had the top of the range GT line. Yeah, how much? Four hundred fifty thousand rand for the GT line. But I not wouldn't. Bad. I wouldn't go for that. I would rather because Putty yeah. drove the EX Plus. Which was three ninety, yeah, three ninety, mm. and that's the one I would buy. Yeah, okay. so how much is a there. decent? Uh, how much is a decent non-poverty spec T-Cross? That's probably what three sixty, three seventy. They're bringing out Throwing a newer options. T-Cross, which has the yeah. smaller engine that's going to be under three hundred thousand. And the manual gearbox. Yeah, and the then they're going to go. And then we're getting the T-Cross with the 1.5 turbo as yeah. well that's going to be coming yeah. out. That is but, a good engine. Yeah, that is a nice engine. That's mm. so. But yeah, the Kia Seltos, it really should be on people's radar. It yeah. really should. It's mm. a very, very good It already good is. Car. I think they sold, what, over 300 already. Mm. Yeah. It really should. That's better than it's Citroen. It's a very nice car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you? What have you been driving? Gee, uh, I've been driving a number of cars. Uh, including yeah, the, been spoiled. Yeah, no, including the Seltos. Yeah. Um, I'm driving the Honda Amaze right now, but is it amazing? Amazingly dull, yes. Yeah. Um, however, the car that I want to put on the spotlight, which I yeah. think is quite topical, is the M135R BMW. Mm. I'm getting that tomorrow. Haven't oh yeah. It yet. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Look, the the big issue right now with that car is front uh, wheel drive. No, not <laughs> even because it isn't front wheel drive. It is actually. Um, four-wheel drive it's AWD. Oh, it? yes okay. now the issue is this is an m135i the badge we've all known is associated with a six-cylinder and this is a four-cylinder two-liter hmm. front wheel yes. driven uh no awd with x drive it's oh, oh, of course of course sorry yes, yes, yes. hold on quick one uh that x drive does it have the clever functionality that you get in the m5 where you can you can customize the drive and send it all to the back or all to the front or <laughs> i think you're asking too much let me teach you how bmw does things very yeah. simple the, yeah. the ones that can do that yeah. generally don't have extra letters or numbers after the m so okay so m1, it has to be an m m2 it has mm. to be okay. this is the m one three five so so you just get yeah. plain yeah. old yeah. okay but look, uh, it was quite a, a surprisingly comfortable car. Very, very fast mm. uh, for a GTI BMW. <laughs> <laughs> How many kilowatts is it pushing? <laughs> 225 kilowatts and 450 Nm. So that's similar to what is in that uh, the mini, the new JCW. <laughs> Literally, it's the same engine. Okay. Uh, same but, engine. but importantly, okay. it's the same. Um, it's the same output that used to used to get from the first generation 335Is. So sure. and those those had a, a, a twin table uh, six cylinder. Mm. Yeah. So Crazy, now yeah. same power output on a four cylinder single turbo, but what they've done is because Nice got all wheel drive, mm. sort of sort of like a, a way of recreating six cylinder performance using downsized parts. Yeah. And I like it, you know, uh, for the fact that okay, a lot of people say it's boring because yeah. it doesn't sound as awesome. It sounds like a golf. Uh, however. <laughs> it, it is the fastest one series I've ever experienced and I like the fact that you can really drive it ragged now because mm. it's got MX drive if you remember if you the 140i the, mm. the 130i I don't care who you are you could never drive that thing properly in terms of giving it the beans full on you were always thinking okay I'm going to spin out of here now not with that thing you just go go and go and go interesting mm. I'm yeah. looking forward to driving it I mean how much is it 
Uh, it's quite steep. Uh, you're looking I'm at sure. seven. 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 <laughs> without, without all the nice things. But to be fair, it is in line with competitors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It yes. is in line. Yes. So you can't really hate yeah. on them for that. I don't know. To me, it's lost its specialness. I, I, I totally uh, agree because yeah. that was a cool thing. If you wanted a... Uh, a one series hatch very fast you could get it and it was rear wheel drive mm. and you always had that element of like it's not a GTI no and it's cooler because it's rear wheel drive and exactly. I can drift it if I want and I've got a six cylinder while Agreed. You exactly know, it's just so now that's kind of that. gone it's kind of like well you just you're just making mm. another GTI emulator yeah. that doesn't have that twist yeah anymore. you see exactly mm. I mean it may drive better maybe quicker but yeah. it's just <laughs> Slacking character, but think about it. The, mm. the world is changing. Uh, in June, we're going to have this new demerit system. Okay. Now, do you really want to be driving a wieldy rear wheel drive hatchback when you can now lose points on your license? Just don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't get just caught. Don't put it up. It on goes with the times, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a great car. I'm looking forward to driving it, but it's, it's just a shame that, that mm. it's no yes. longer real. Yeah. Keep your mind open, Tom. Your mind know, open. I don't know. Think about the yeah. offline, offline speed. Think about those corner speeds. Mm. I'm still to drive it. I've actually requested instead the 118i. That's going That's to it. be quite interesting. I want to see the standard one series, mm. how that drives. Mm. That would probably Myself drive like well. the Mini you've just driven. Mm. Probably, actually. Yeah. Which is no bad yeah. thing. That Mini drives very nicely. It really does. I mean, they, they do share the same UKL platform. Yeah. yeah. And the same parents. Yeah. the same parents. What have you been driving, Tom? I eased into the year with um, a Volvo XC60 D4 inscription. Mm-hmm. You know, if adult contemporary music was a car, it would be this. <laughs> Inoffensive, <laughs> but nice to listen to in the background. Mm-hmm. Very comfortable seats. Great ride. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I did some minor, like, Jeep track stuff out near Michalisburg and nice. Jeep track stuff. Well, you know, just like a like a. Now, why a, would you go and assault a Volvo in such vile territory? Well, because I want to feel what it feels like, not on tarmac. So you have to go down some dirt road just to say that, like you know, I've done it. It's all-wheel drive. It has an off-road mode. When is it going back? It's gone back. Good. I didn't do the camel trophy. I'm glad they took it away from me. I just did a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, but it's a nice car. Mm. It is a very pleasant car. It is a very nice car. Best car car in the world. It is very nice. I just, you Mm. know, I still still hate the infotainment system. I loathe, I loathe Volvo's Mm. um, tablet swiping thing. I mean, Mm. do do we really have to adjust fan speed by swiping up and down (laughs) on the screen? Do I really have to adjust the temperature by taking my eyes off the road, Mm. squinting at the screen because it's a bright day and having to like, you know, it's a problem. It's, it's silly. You guys. see, when that first came out, I was like, "Geez, this is actually really good. It's a bit cumbersome to use." Yeah. But now that I've actually, now that you've experienced the latest infotainment systems from like your Mercs and your Beamers and all mm. the other thing, mm. it feels a bit slow. It feels a little bit. It just doesn't have that efficiency that that the other infotainment systems. It's not great. Has. Well, yeah. What what I did like was that bird's eye view parking camera. That's mm. very good. Witchcraft. And yeah. I just got well. So after the Volvo, I got a, a Defender. And and the parking system on that thing is terrible, and the cameras are all grainy. It looks like it was, you know, yeah, um, from the 90s. Yeah, like you know, Gulf yeah. War spec. <laughs> but um, no, I I feel you. These these the, these infotainment systems, the uh, sensors connect in Volvo parlance. Is, 
is a bit tricky to operate. And those fingerprints. I hate it. Oh. Just give me some Let's mechanical. Cloth, yeah? <laughs> a little spray. A little Wet spray wipes. Yeah. <laughs> I think also Volvo just needs to experiment with uh, bigger capacity engines. They're mm-hmm. two liters, particularly in the XC90, the bigger yeah. one. It just feels like it just can't compete against rivals with the with which have larger capacities, mm. which are a little bit more refined, a little bit more powerful, and just yeah, smoother and yeah, less noisy and exactly, less frenetic. And yeah. you don't have to have like a hundred gears. I think in the XC60 application, that two liters fine. Yeah, but as soon as you it's go enough. up to the XC90, then it becomes mm. a little bit strained. You uh, need at least one six-cylinder engine in the range. Mm. You've got to have a six in the range. No, guys, I, I lived with an XC60 for a while. Yeah, uh, in D5. Yeah. high inscription spec yeah. mm-hmm. and I agree with you um, the climate control the digital yeah. climate control not Iowa um, <laughs> just give us some mechanical buttons for that you, know, no, you can just no. feel and just you know, treat it yeah. agreed I, I think the, the greatest uh, feature in the car is that autonomous driving feature that they have I don't know if the car that you had yeah. had it but Volvo is the best self-driving car so far yeah. I mean that thing will track a road even if there are no lanes, somehow it managed to see that okay, it's the edge of the of the tarmac, and I'm going to turn here. It is brilliant hmm. in terms of yeah. switching off from traffic. Yeah. You want an XC60? Mm. I never tried that, but I've got trust issues. <laughs> but that's yeah, I agree. I agree with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I've got trust issues. I tried it once in the XC40. I just went straight yeah, into right. the next lane. I, was like, I don't even never use cruise again. control, man. I'm so ridiculous. Be, man. I, don't, you, I never use cruise control. You go on websites looking for cars and you have trust issues? Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> but is Volvo losing their edge in terms of their safety? Because now everyone is safe. Everyone mm, is everyone's. remarkably safe with autonomy and all of that. Are they losing their edge or it's, it's a what tired are they working on? Now? Not it's, at all. It's a tired they, narrative. I think they're, they're still ahead of the game because they still, they're the only ones who still bring out um, a sort of central roof airbag that comes down mm. from the roof. They're also pioneering outside airbags for passengers, pedestrians. For pedestrians. Mm. So, look, they, they've got their game sorted. Yeah. Nobody's touching those guys. Literally, okay. nobody's f***ing with them. You just had to. Are we allowed? Sure. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just had to. Wow. <laughs> you just wow, had to. <laughs> is that allowed? That's an emotion. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Damn. It is. It's Tom's rules, guys. It's my it's rules, Tom's guys. Rules. And we can play by them. <laughs> um, unfortunately, guys, we're out of time. <laughs> on that bombshell. On, on that, that bombshell. bombshell. On that F bombshell. <laughs> um, I've got to wrap things up. You know, pages in tears. She's young. She isn't used to swearing. I feel Just like joking. we're going to go to HR after this. Yeah. We are going to end up in HR. Well, FJ. I will. Yeah. Um, but thanks for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was a joy having you guys in the studio again. Great And uh, to all of you out there listening, keep it safe on the roads. And join us back next week for another episode of Argumentative.